0: Hello and welcome to the Cleese Side Escape, I'm Christian Lee. Today we watched episode 2 of season 16 of Survivor. If you didn't know, we were going to be watching that season that's currently on Netflix. Survivor is really a great show that isn't contingent on you seeing every episode for it to be entertaining. So I would encourage you to jump in if you're just catching along to this. Either way, Danny Breit made his debut and it was a fun show, so I encourage you to stick around. All right, so introducing our Survivor crew this week, we got Pat McGee, a.k.a. Holder. Hey, th- hey, thanks for having me, Chris. Pleasure to be back. Of course, of course. Uh, Emily Alby, also referred to as Elvis. I realize we did, really didn't, you know, preface any nicknames last week. Emily, how's it going?
1: I'm doing great, Chris. How are you?
0: I'm solid. And most <laughs> importantly this week, we have Danny Bright Dennis. How are oh. you, my friend? Wow, I don't like all this pressure being put on me. I feel like there's a lot being expected out of me this week. <laughs> we're just getting started. There's a <laughs> lot. We're, we're bringing our we're bringing our superstar off the bench this week. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm happy to be here nonetheless. Thanks for yeah. having me, Dennis. Survivor, yep. you and Survivor. <laughs> tell me about your relationship with Survivor, your Survivor resume, so to speak. Oh, sure, yeah. So I'm a pretty big Survivor guy. I grew up watching a lot with my family, so I would watch it live, um, like, the early seasons. Not all of them, but at this point, I've probably seen 30 of the 40 seasons. I've seen most of them, so I'm pretty big into Survivor. Wow. A Survivor savant, one might say. Um, If you will. (laughs) If you will, yeah. So, (laughs) Danny, great to have another historian on the show. I mean, it's just a loaded lineup. I mean, I, I've watched like five seasons and I am by far the runt of the group. So, um, What's episode- new? Exactly. Yeah. Follows Sorry. me wherever. Alice, <laughs> be nice to our Emily, 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 <laughs> Emily. you're entitled to all chirps. Uh, we're going to recap this episode, which was, I really thought this was a good, like, you know, a lot of these early episodes can sometimes be pretty mundane in terms of like mm-hmm. the thought processes of getting people out. So I thought this was Pretty interesting, all things considered. Maybe kind of a testament to the the format here, the fans versus favorites. Early on, I feel like they always love to set up a survivor episode with like a storm or whatnot, or like people just getting, you know, shit on in like bad weather, which is what we had with the the fans. They couldn't make fire, their shelter was pretty crappy. So Dennis, in your in your thirty seasons of watching, this debate last week, but I'm gonna ask you the same question. Do you think you can prepare for Survivor, or do you think that experience and just having gone through it always weighs out in the end? I mean, experience definitely helps, but there's no way that you, these um, favorites couldn't have been better equipped for the challenges. You know what I mean? Like, none of them knew how to make fire with a flint steel. That seems like a pretty basic task that you learn how to do before going on Survivor. Again, it might be a little more different with, like, rain and shit, but I don't know, man. I feel like it, I would be a lot better equipped for Survivor if I was going on than these people. Yeah, yeah i I agree when I think once you find out you're going on survivor I think it's time to kind of important things especially know how to make fire like yeah like James really should... like when James was on China he said he never did any survival stuff before going on survivor and he literally just read a survival book and he was running the entire camp so it's definitely doable it's just takes a little effort I feel like
1: how would you guys prepare I feel like huh? i do I'd like I'd, I'd feel probably. Like a lot of I'd, Pilates.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a great idea, Albus. I really think you'd be one to watch if you got out there. No, I would, because I, I would probably. You would get be on strong.
1: The, you'd be nimble. You'd be good at challenges. I'd take a lot of swimming lessons.
0: I'd probably have would be like training yeah. me. And just bulk up before I got out oh, there. Yep, so now then, we're talking. Then my body could start processing all of my bulk, so the food wouldn't be <laughs> as much of an issue. Mm. Then obviously learn some fire tricks. Uh, outside of that, maybe you learn like the basics of a shelter. But I don't want to be the main guy out there. Someone else can take the fall. <laughs> what do you guys think of like, like hunger? You kind of touched on it. hunger, but do you think it would be better to like get In other words, not be eating prior to going on or, like, just be eating as much as you possibly could to get strong? I feel like the common wisdom would be to eat as much to, um, like, have some extra baggage so you can burn more fat but my thing is, like, I don't really want to be the doughy guy on Survivor, you know what I
1: mean? Like, yeah, you, you are, you are being
0: filmed. Like you'd, I would probably want to show up and <laughs> cut, even though it would definitely be to my detriment. You know? Yeah, Dennis, if you show up looking like you do now, they're getting you out of their first round because you're too much of a threat. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm you saying. Might, you might want to put on, like, 30 pounds. You know, that's really true. hide behind it, and then by the end, you're looking like a supermodel. You don't want to be fat on TV. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> Um, so that being said, fans camp, lots of just lots of dissent going on in that fans camp. Uh, doesn't feel like much of a team spirit kind of had this whole thing where Kathy revealed she uh, wasn't cool in high school, which came as a shock to probably absolutely nobody, (laughs) Um, but was was also low key kind of sad. It was all coming back to her. This kind of old versus young thing seems to be like, like always play out we all would happen to be in the young category if we went on now, except, you know, you well, Chris, might, might have you're... to view me differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but generally speaking, do you think like the whole idea of just ruling out the old people, is that like a good idea from young people? Cause it happens almost every time. I just like don't understand why there's such a big divide because it usually seems like it's just like young people doing absolutely nothing. I guess in this time, it's the old people just, like, sitting around whining, but I wouldn't want to write off the old people completely, because a lot of the time, they end up pretty far in the game, just because they're, you know, getting dragged along, and you gotta have some allies out there who are probably not gonna win. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think old people are definitely good to keep, just as, like, goats to bring to the end, because, I mean, they're usually not power players, so and kind of just keep them along and not really have to worry about them. But, I mean, on a social level, I feel like for the young people and the old people it's probably pretty tough. Like, I don't know how much me and Kathy would have in common if we were <laughs> yeah. on the beach together.
1: You'd be surprised, Dan.
0: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, its I guess it's more than anything probably just a natural thing that happens. It's not even, like, deliberate. But um, Tracy is on that the wrong end of the stick there. Um, eventually she kind of comes to be that she reveals herself as like an architect of sorts she starts building the shelter uh and kind of starts playing that like motherly role i feel like that's like the one like for old people and young people that's like almost always how it works out is like oh like it's like you're my kids which i don't get why they can't just like coexist without that dynamic but uh so she steps in and like kind of mends that divide and then Meanwhile, uh, Mary and Mikey B are, like, starting to hit it off. You guys have anything else from that fans camp early on?
1: I hate Mikey B.
0: What? what do you I hate just, about him specifically?
1: Um, but I just think that he's, like, he's walking around like he owns the place. And he's just super arrogant. He, I mean, like, I don't know. And he's just mean. Like, I just don't think he's very nice and he's very unpleasant. And he, like, thinks he's, like...
0: Way smarter than he is. I, th- I think this whole fight favorite tribe or fan tribe is one of the least likable tribes. Mm. Uh, in A lot. They they've really got nothing going for them. Like yeah. all the strong guys are just like obnoxious. All the old people are weird. Like it's just yeah. it's just a terrible group of people. And I'm not sure if they did that on purpose so they could just get mowed down by the favorites or what, but. They're just not fun to watch. No, yeah. Joel is also a character that I do not like at all. Yeah. I don't yeah.
1: like him either. He sucks. Too.
0: Hot take, but I'm kind of a Chet Stan. You too, Dan. <laughs> I was he's not so expecting ridiculous. that one out of you, Dan. No, I mean, obviously, he's just like a terrible player, but he's just such <laughs> hilarious content. Like, I don't want so to jump into the challenge, but when he was like trying to retrieve the key, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like I tell my pageant girls, answer the question, shut up, get off stage. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous.
1: Chris, that's what you should start saying to us.
0: <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's my podcast instruction. Aren't both of to his our crew. pierced, if I remember correctly.
1: I don't think his nipples are pierced.
0: Maybe he has like a belly button one. He has some sort of body. No,
1: piercing. he has like an ear piercing. <laughs> I did notice his hoop. No, I'm
0: pretty sure he has like a nipple piercing or um like a navel he has piercing. His ear I'm looking it up. That seems like something you should take out before you head out into the jungle. Like, I like wear
1: earrings.
0: Okay, do you, are you going to wear your nipple piercings into yes, the jungle? Yes, oh my god, Chet go has double nipple piercings and a belly button ring. That's kind of, that's <laughs> kind of bad boy hours standard, then. I, had this not been in standard definition, I would have been all over that. But
1: uh, Wait, I'm looking oh. it up.
0: I feel like the definition isn't that bad. What are you watching on? No, I'm not actually. It's not that bad, but I, I didn't see it. I just didn't spot oh, it.
1: Oh, I didn't notice.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. That's such a thing for <laughs> I me, mean, though. I, would, I know you guys are historians, but I would so much rather watch a high definition se- season than like a standard. De- it's just It's just a thing for me. I don't know.
1: Diva.
0: I mean, I agree. I'm <laughs> definitely. <laughs> prefer higher quality shows like resolution wise but i don't know there's something charming about old seasons of survivor mm-hmm, for sure
1: twitter his username is farm queen underscore pet <laughs>
0: farm queen
1: <laughs> and his bio is miss pennsylvania executive director farm queens for gac so he's back in showbiz he's really extending this survivor run
0: what is his ch- profession again i don't even remember
1: he was a Dad, I literally just read his job.
0: Oh, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's on me. <laughs> it I thought farm. he was like a flight attendant or something. I thought no. that's what it said.
1: He's a pageant director. Does anyone is that what he...
0: Like, what Alexis's story is? is her it said she is was motivational speaker, I know, yeah. Like, that. She has to have, like, a personal life story of some sort to be a motivational speaker, you know? Like, what if she's just, like, a random 24-year-old chick, like... What kind of motivational speaker are you? Maybe maybe it was like a step one, step two. It was like she got a survivor so that she could be a motivational speaker. Oh, it's and like a future profession. Gonna... She's just like hedging <laughs> yes. on a good survivor run to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah so another another like, I know, uh, I think Caroline was saying she likes looking at the occupations. But another one was um, Eric was an ice cream scooper. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I that's like one that. of my favorites of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> ridiculous. There was one season where, um, I forget, um what season was Debiano it was rog um, and she was given a different profession every single uh, confessional she had. <laughs> <laughs> they were just all over the map, too. <laughs> <laughs> a woman of many talents. That's great. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty sketch. That's either like mob boss or lady of the night one of the two well no like some of them were like waitress and the other ones were like along the lines of like rocket scientists or like pretty <laughs> high level occupations
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right so um to the favorites camp ozzy actually comes out and says he's avoiding the romance like strategy like he doesn't want to get too involved kind of went against what we talked about last week but um I liked Suri saying that she was expecting, like, Ozlets out of, uh, <laughs> out of Amanda and Ozzie, uh after she, like, heard them making out in the cave. One, okay, one thing, one thing. I don't even know that it came into play too hard here, but it seems so unfair that the favorites have a cave in addition to the fact that they're already, like, so much better. Yeah, they huh. definitely
1: got the better camp.
0: Well, didn't doesn't the fans have a cave too it just only fits some of them aren't like seven of them living in a cave yeah but I mean I think I think that's the case where it's like all of them versus like you know two and just there wasn't any kind of like competition for which camp you got this season right I don't think there was I don't think there was no yeah I don't know they definitely have a better camp situation like the cave that the favorites have is way better I don't know why it honestly might be production just like giving them even more of an advantage yeah yeah, maybe maybe they knew what they were doing, yeah. stacking the deck a little bit. So then, uh, Jonathan, who Hogart, he might be just for the fellas. He was not. He was not having people making out. He thinks no. it's quote unquote stupid. Well, I was also thinking like, that's like if you're Ozzy and Amanda, like why are you not just going somewhere else? Like I, I, I get people are gonna be like, oh, look at them, like they're they're scheming over there. But like people already know they're a thing. Like why do you want to make out next to this like? 45 year old man who's like awake like (laughs) i I, I don't get it like no i mean i don't either (laughs) yeah but but also if i'm penner like let ozzy cook a little bit like why why are you saying yeah like penner was kind of annoying me this uh this episode all he does is like whine and tell people they're stupid like gets old after a little yeah i'm like i'm quickly taking back my excitedness that he's he's on i uh I don't really. I think I must have forgotten what I had in the f- the first time he was on, but um,
1: he's also not really wearing the fedora as much.
0: <laughs> no, that was kind of his look, wasn't it? That was his yeah. brand. I yeah. never really understood like the Penner love. I mean, I don't think he's like, a bad character, but for him to be on like three seasons feels like a lot. Like yes, yeah. he, he has his funny moments for sure, but. To be a three-time player doesn't really check out for me. I I think they bring him in solely for, like, he's good at confessionals. But, like, Mm -hmm. everything besides that, he's just, like, not great at. He's not even, like, necessarily a really smart player either. No. It's not not that he's that good at gameplay. But I feel like that's something that they try to portray for him almost. Like, make him seem like he's, like, an intelligent player. But he doesn't really seem like it to me. No. He feels like just the classic mansplain. Like, that's... That's what he feels like to me. Yeah, so true, Chris, and we need to cut that out. We need know, to. Right? <laughs> That's what I really hey. loved about season forty-one. Then again, he was you guys a little are... bit. And split. You... Emily, can you say that again? Because it cut out. I'm saying... <laughs> Start to finish, say hey. And I'll explain. I'll explain what Albus was talking about. She was pretty much saying. <laughs> cool. Uh. Um, Anyway, so they get to the challenge and the fans were happy that Johnny Fairplay was gone. Uh, Again, just such an underwhelming kind of weird thing that went on in the last episode, but they're focused on the immunity challenge. It's a huge one. It's fishing gear, exile, and immunity on the line. So, Emily, what is the strategy when it comes to Exile Island and break that down for the survivor for dummies? Yeah, so I think
1: there's A few different ways that you can look at it. And this was also a unique situation in that it was revealed after the challenge was over that the winning tribe would end up sending someone from their own team to Exile Island as well. So that's kind of like a unique thing that we're taking into consideration. That's the um, hidden immunity idol. So you have to think about I guess, like, alliances as well. So who do you want to send? Do you want them to find the hidden immunity idol? Or do you want to send someone to kind of, like, break their resolve if you know that someone's, like, weak in different directions that you can go with it? And I think it's really specific in the alliances.
0: So going into the actual challenge, it's, like, one of those classic swim out, smash the, you know, break something, and then go fetch a key that goes under the water so both teams are like sort of neck and neck but of course the favorites have Ozzy so that's just a massive advantage for them and they kind of like open up a bit of a lead but it all really comes tumbling down when uh Chet <laughs> <laughs> <Are> we... <laughs> um Chet basically hits his thing he goes in the water and the man just gets so flustered he like can't find his thing anywhere he, it, it's, at one point, it doesn't even look like he's making an effort. I mean, I'm sure it's absolutely exhausted being on Survivor, but uh, he's just like floundering out there. Oh, yeah. And when he's getting out of the water, he's just like walking out. <laughs> it's just yeah, like he a, is like a little stroll. <laughs> Yeah. <It's laughs> he's in a challenge. Joel is livid feel- during this, also. There's a I couple think? camera shots that go over to him, and he is just screaming at Chet. It is egregious. It's honestly kind of bullying when you think about it. I think you're mean...
1: so mean to him for no reason. Okay.
0: Well, okay. I don't know about no reason.
1: Maybe a few reasons, but Joel and like Mike are so mean to Chet, and honestly, I think he's kind of funny. And I no, know I agree on I... Chet stand. I got overwhelmed in a challenge. Jog out of the water, but I think I would also very easily get overwhelmed and like start freaking out and like not be able to find the key. Like I think I that's really yeah. I would
0: yeah. I would be so easy at like having or so bad at like having my eyes open like in yeah. the ocean. in the water. Like, they, all, yeah. they, they all do that and like it just gets kind of like overlooked how easy it is. I don't know. I don't consider that easy. I guess I'm okay but. doing that honestly, but it's definitely not pleasant. Yeah. yeah. Especially Um, like it's like it probably gets exponentially worse. Yeah, you can't find it, and then yeah. One thing I was curious about your takes on this challenge that initial leg of the challenge with the lily pads that you had to walk over I wonder how difficult that would be in real life. Like, Ozzy was the only one that I saw, like, fully complete it.
1: I feel like pretty hard.
0: I don't know, I'm very curious if I could do it or not, you know.
1: Maybe we can make some arrangements. There was
0: one off. other person that made it across. Oh, Penner made it across, which made me think that it was not that hard, which <laughs> is why I wanted to bring it up, actually, because if Penner can do it, I feel like I could do it. Yeah, because you're a unit. Yeah, right. Danny, we're going to bring you in on some um, like, some serious unit talk. Uh, I know there's a very physical challenge coming up next week. So anyway, check base, <laughs> Check blows it, though. Uh, And they decide to send Kathy and then three volunteers. So I want to get your guys' take on the exile thing, Emily. We sort of touched on it. But what do you guys think they were trying to do with this exile island? Because it's basically like two different islands. And they are sending the players back and forth and back and forth with these clues. And there's like two people at once. So what what do you think is like the design? And generally speaking, uh, do you like, like the set up with them two people go to exile uh Hogarth i'll let i'll let you take before we start talking let be nice before we start talking <laughs> about like the setup of exile i was wondering why the favorites sent kathy in the first place because kathy's already like such a mess like and they could tell that like did she's... they send her or was it because she was the one sitting out of the challenge no they funny? sent her And I was thinking maybe they wanted her to find the immunity idol, because there's usually one there. It just, like, messed shit up, but I wasn't sure why they sent Kathy.
1: I feel like they probably thought she wouldn't be able to find it, and they still wanted it, like, in play.
0: Yeah, I think that would be the most logical reason, just because Kathy does not have the facilities to find a hidden <laughs> idol. And, um, um sending Suri also ups the chances that they're not gonna find it. She gets fatigued pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, very cranky too. Yeah, yeah when I'm they're just... when, when they're swimming back and forth and they're both like, I can't believe they're sending us to the other side of the island. Like, yeah. what else are you doing? Like, at least they're yeah. giving you a tag. Like, you're also, like, trying to find an idol. Like, it's a pretty yeah, big yeah. ticket item. I think you can walk across the ocean a few yeah. times for that. Yeah. And you're
1: getting great exercises. And
0: the, clue, yes. the clues yes. are, Andrew. like, literally, like, so easy. Like, I know. The clues, like, look at two sticks across the way. And then they're <laughs> like, oh, look, they're over there. Like, I feel like they need to up the clues a little bit. Like...
1: Maybe they knew who they were dealing with.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Can't give Kathy too much of a riddle. Her brain will melt down.
1: I think she's so funny, too. What was her job? It was like...
0: Not cool in high school is her job description. (laughs) Really? No, I'm just joking. I was wondering that, too. Bullied.
1: Yeah. Um. (laughs) Oh. Anyway, so... Sorry. It
0: it all ends in Kathy and Serene no dice, right? And so, uh, basically, we jump right into the scramble before tribal council. Um, and so Mikey B is he's going full man's plane He's like, well, I mean, I thought Wait, he was you did here. not think
1: he was annoying.
0: In this moment, I didn't, but you've seen it. I have it. So that's like,
1: kind of a red flag.
0: I thought Joel was pretty great. I thought Both Joel was I thought Joel was worse by the, how how like butthurt he got about it. I would agree Joel's decision making sure. was pretty rash especially because it's so early in the game Like you still have Kathy and Chet on your team
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: and you have m- so many more team challenges to go, you're just shooting yourself in the foot and Mikey B, I don't think I mean I guess I don't know how the trap dynamics were going too well just because we only see so little but I didn't get the impression that he was running the show over there either, I think Joel really kind of overreacted and put himself behind by doing so well, Joel is also whining about like Mikey B being the show, and then Joel is running around talking to every single person in the camp. Without, yeah, like, no, exactly. Getting Mikey <laughs> B out, like, all right, dude, if this is why you're campaigning for him to go, you're going to be next. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And well, I mean, it it literally seemed like just a like alpha versus alpha thing where it wasn't even like, oh, you know, I want to lay low and. I just don't like this guy running the show. He was like, I don't like this guy running the show because I want it to be me, which is just kind of pretty crazy logic, you would would think, at least. Uh, Basically, the setup is you you got those three older, like, outcasts. Uh, You got Kathy, Tracy, and Chet, and then the seven, like, younger people. I thought they were trying to get Chet out because he was being, like, terrible in the challenge, and then they were going to split it in case Kathy found the idol. But either way, they're going for one of the outcasts, yeah. Yeah, so Mikey B just wanted to split it thinking that, you know, Kathy could bring that idol back and screw everything up. So they wanted to kind of ensure everyone's, like, safety of the seven remaining normal people. Normal. I had that written in my notes. Uh, so basically, Joel, it, like, I, we should also note, it totally, like, busts his brain at the beginning. Like, he can't comprehend it. The reason Mikey is explaining it over and over again is because it is going right over Joel's head. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, I believe... um, Kathy was immune for this tribal council. The Vulture being split between um, Chet and Tracy because Kathy found the the idol that Yao Man tackled Johnny Fairplay for. (laughs) So could she only play that one for herself?
1: No, but it was only good for this tribal.
0: Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Uh, So, Joel... All upset, kind of stages a coup. He's got this, like, ridiculous, like, palm palm hat on. Oh, yeah, I, he looked so stupid. So stupid. <laughs> and like you said, um, Danny, he actually just walks around and talks to literally everyone in the camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they say in golf tournaments you can't win on the first day, but you can also lose on the first day. Was Joel trying to win on day five of Survivor? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think Joel thought he was, like, some generational talent who was going to come in and just start pulling strings for the whole season and this was his, like, chance to start flexing. And that's just, like, not how 90% of seasons are going to go and you never want to be the guy pulling the strings on the first day. Yeah, he was playing way too hard.
1: I agree. He's also just kind of a meathead. Like, if you don't really, like, think about the repercussions of playing that hard that early on... Like, leaving in kind of like what, Dan you were saying before, like, Chet and Tracy, when you still have, like, so many team challenges to play. I just think that he's, like, I don't know. I think that he was focusing way too much on himself and, like, the individual game on literally the first tribal council.
0: And I think one thing to point out, too, you guys correct me if I'm wrong here. One thing about that strategy is just that As much as you might make people mad and put a target on your back, when you play that early, it doesn't seem like anybody ever remembers. Like, it seems like there's such a recency bias uh, towards the end of the game that no one even remembers what you did on day five. I mean, think about like something you did for, like, just think about somebody doing something four weeks ago and how you think about that. Like, it just never seems like people care. Yeah, I would agree. There's definitely more of a bias for moves being made in the post merge than pre merge. I feel like no one really got to know any of the players that moves got made on and also might not have even been on their tribe when it happened, so you're really not making the play for the right audience by doing a move that he did. Yeah, it's tough yeah. to say you made a big big move like voting out the first guy. Like it's yeah. hard to say he's gonna be he would have been like a big threat. Like that's just yeah. and so essentially Joel's plan, just to go over it one more time, is to take out Mary, who Mikey B has started to uh, flirt with a little bit, idea being that you still get to keep Mikey B for challenges and his strength and stuff, but you take out like you know somebody he's potentially aligning with, uh, which, which seems to happen a lot actually. It's like whenever there's a romance, I feel like they take out the girl. Going to tribal up. council, it's messed up. Emily, speak up.
1: <laughs> and it's fucked up.
0: What what should they have done, Elvis? Vote out all the men.
1: No, I think they should have voted out the two boneheads. And then they should have had Chet run the show.
0: <laughs>
1: With Kathy as his queen.
0: I th- I think when Jeff retires, I think Chet should take his job.
1: Yeah, and he'll, if everyone's like, you know, messing around, he can be like, sit down and shut up.
0: <laughs> That's a good point. That sounds like great television.
1: you <laughs> said to Tracy. The quote is...
0: Know. Like I tell my pageant girls, answer the questions, shut up, and get off stage. (laughs) Very (laughs) good. Um. So, you guys, I give you license to just shut this question down in its tracks. Did Kathy miss an opportunity to play a move, or should I just does Kooky Kathy not even get a role in strategy talk? What do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean play a move? Like, 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 so she had that. She had that idol, right? Yep. My understanding was that she should, could have played it for somebody else. My thinking was, Kat, I mean, of course, it is her own doing. The reason she sucks partially because there's no way she would come up with this. If that's, like, circular reasoning, makes sense. But, basically, Kathy has this idol. If she doesn't, like, make a move soon, I just feel like she's dead in the water anyway. So, why not, like, do something with that? Try to get the upper hand. Yeah, I mean, she definitely could have. I think this kind of goes back to what we were saying about... Um what's his name, Joel, make, trying to, like, making this move, and about how, um, like, early game moves don't really matter at all. And also, in the grand scheme of things, there's it was 7-3 in the numbers, so is she really going to risk her immunity to save Chet and still yeah. be down in numbers? Like, she could have done a move, I guess, and it would have maybe helped them out another day, but I don't really think there was much room for a big move to be made. Yeah, and I think, like, Kathy knows that she's kind of on the chopping block and like while making a big move might help you win it doesn't help you move forward like if she makes a big move and fucks everything up then next time she's gone for sure so she's probably just trying to keep on moving forward instead of going for a win yeah they had no footing with the other seven it was literally just the three of them and with the vote split I don't even think it would have mattered because then Yeah, their three votes would have gotten cancelled out by whoever they split it with that's also in a universe where um end up doing the boat split and they don't plan said Mary. So I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, going to the actual, you know, conversations and tribal, I thought it was pretty hilarious. Jeff, like gives, (laughs) asks Chet about doing so bad. And, uh, Chet tries to play like revisionist history. And is like, (laughs) I I actually did really well today. I'm very proud of my effort. And Jeff's like, wait a minute, Chet, you were ass. (laughs) Um, Like looking in a mirror. Uh, yeah i i would just be so mad at jeff like just the way he dictates like conversation i know it's like you know it's part of the show and a huge part of the show at that but uh if i were a contestant, there would definitely be times where he would just drive me crazy uh and then so joey b is kind of like you said he was emily you pointed this out now it's coming back to me he was pretty mean to chat about wanting to swim despite the fact that's probably a fair criticism uh and then Joel like pretty harshly says, "Hey, I don't care if anybody goes home. Like, I'm here to win. Like, screw everyone." Do you guys have anything else from that tribal?
1: Again, meathead.
0: Yeah, I mean it, that guy's the biggest meathead of all time. Um, and so going to the actual vote, he gets his meathead gets his wish. Mary goes home big time blindside. But here's what I want to talk about. He didn't even vote for her. he ran around camp like telling people to vote for her and then if you go to the end of the show and look at the votes he literally did not vote for her which I thought was crazy I don't even know why do you you guys have like any inclination as to why he wouldn't have done it my only reasoning would be maybe he's trying to save face with Mikey B to work with him in the future Mm -hmm. but at the same time I feel like he would want to take credit for that move because his whole rationale behind making the move was to assert dominance over Mikey B You know, so I I don't really understand the logic behind voting Tracy when you're trying to um, like dethrone him if you will it it also doesn't make much sense because wasn't the plan that all the guys were gonna vote for Chet and the girls would vote for <laughs> Tracy so he might just be like doing it as a joke like haha I voted for Tracy like uh, I, I don't I don't really know why he did it Is he so, like almost like I asserted my dominance so hard that we didn't even need my vote yeah. I don't know
1: that I mean, is like something that would go through a stupid
0: little brain. Yeah, you can only you can only go so deep into to a guy's brain uh, trying to win the whole thing on day five. But yeah, that wraps up that second episode. Dennis, great to uh, great to have you on, man. And looking forward to getting Caroline's rib back in place, back out here, rolling with the full crew. Yeah, absolutely. It was an absolute pleasure. Can't wait for another episode. I awesome. can't wait to get Kimmy on. Oh, that never oh, works. Yeah. Shit.
1: Yeah, we, we do need to get Kimmy on.
0: I, I, we, I do know she listens. Oh, did, did yeah. she like the first episode or was she critical? She did, and I said, I told her that I was worried she might have many more shout outs to come. Oh, yeah, she will for sure.
1: Her and Jaime should start like a book club
0: for Please My State. <laughs> well, me and Kimmy are starting our own podcast, so she's <laughs> oh. going to be. She's gonna oh, be what's full. the topic matter? Uh, I forgot topic. Matter. It, was, it had to be yeah. <laughs> tennis. That's so disrespectful. It's about. It's a. It was a fashion podcast. I forget podcast what the name where... was. What do you know about fashion? Hoes. Well, I'm going to learn wait. from Kimmy. Let him. Oh. Pitch it. That's. So... It's. Yeah. All right. See you. Sounded like Bye. Carol.